0: This is the first podcast of Cottage, cottage tech. tech. and the deck, screws and duct tape. <laughs> and we have uh, two, two of us here up at the cottage. Uh, we're located up in the Muskokas, north of Toronto, which is in Ontario, which is in Canada, which is just north of the excited states of America. And which pro- is not the Brazil. And I could probably say that if I didn't have a few beers already. The excited states of America, just south of us. Uh, Cliff Robertson is the tech. Uh-oh. We're in trouble already. Bruce Hanson. That's me. I'm, uh, I'm definitely not a tech, and I've lost my, my sound
1: already. You sat on the mute button. <laughs> okay, well, okay. I'm back. Okay. As, I was, was, as I was that, saying. That was Bruce Hanson <laughs> doing a Paul Therault Windows Weekly podcast tech of sitting on his pause button, on his mute button.
0: As I was saying, Cliff Robertson is the tech, and I am definitely not. As has just been proven while I spoke uh, and noticed that the, uh, the line had gone rather stationary. So, again, Cottage Tech, uh, broadcasting from Muskoka's up uh, in Canada. Every week, we take on new projects at the Cottage. And we'll <laughs> fill you in on how they went and uh, what worked and didn't work.
1: Uh, much Much of the latter. <laughs> Not as much of the former.
0: So we started off this morning. It was a beautiful, uh, very hazy, hazy but warm day. And the project, uh, we estimated, would be about a six to eight beer project. Of course, we're wrong as usual.
1: We figured we could squeak it in four beers, but uh, we had a 24 planned just as backup.
0: And uh, fortunately, the beer fridge was uh, close at hand. We started off, and the project was to rebuild a dock and prepare it, Uh, for the attachment of a floating dock section. Now, the floating dock has uh, been placed on order and was actually to be delivered today, but fortunately, uh, people were sick and it wasn't available, and very fortunately, because we certainly were not ready. We started off uh, surveying the dock situation uh, this morning after going down to the marina to get the boat. Uh, We... Pulled the crib out, and, and Cliff did that, being the technical one. Uh, I tried for two days to get the, the old crib out, but uh, Cliff simply went out this morning, and, and he can fill you in on uh, on the technique used to remove an old crib.
1: I, I, I was going to just attach a big bungee cord to it and uh, wait till Bruce got back from the marina with his nice new big boat and uh, pull it. I figured the bungee cord, the tensile strength of it, uh, when the cedar logs let go, they'd probably hit about... Uh, Uh, probably about Mach 3 before they hit the transom a the boat, Um, and that would certainly be entertaining. If nothing else, would get rid of the crib. But unfortunately, when I threw a rope around and gave it a pull, it just floated away. Amazing. Mother Nature did more than we could last weekend.
0: Now, I should tell you that there was a little bit of prep work done. I spent two afternoons in in the water in May, Uh, and if you've ever been to Canada, you know that the water in May is pretty damn cold. Uh, So the shrinkage factor is, is pretty high. Uh, and the voice tends to go up as well. But I did get most of the rocks out of the crib, and we did find something, that, it, that it's best to leave things to nature because after taking most of the rocks out, we still couldn't move the crib. Uh, we went inside and, and consumed a couple beers, thinking about how to move this crib in time for the next weekend. Fortunately, nature did whatever it does, and the crib floated up all by itself, and I'm sure it's the power of positive thinking, uh, which enabled I was thinking positive, yeah, uh, definitely, and which enabled Cliff to lasso it this morning. Uh, when I woke up and looked out the window, he was on the <laughs> on the dock with a rope, Western style. Managed to lasso one of the rebars and actually pulled it free. Uh, so that's where we started this morning. Uh, we we decided before we would rebuild the end of the existing dock in preparation for the floating dock, which wasn't arriving as scheduled that we'd actually take a drive into town to the people who are building the dock. We, we really didn't think we needed to talk to them, but it might be worthwhile to find out exactly what they were building so we'd know how to hook it together just actually, in case we're we were out of sync.
1: I quickly figured out that we needed to talk to them because when Bruce said he ordered a floating dock with hardware, when I started asking him what hardware it was, he kind of went, I don't know, hardware. I kind of figured, of course, you know, like he said, I'm the techie, he's not. Maybe we should go ask him what hardware comes with the thing so we know what we've got to do to this dock so that the new one will match up to it.
0: Now, at this point, we're only up to one beer. and, and still
1: breakfast to give it, you know, so like, give us a break, right? Well,
0: well, yeah, you have your barley sandwich for lunch, and you, you need your, your barley bagel for breakfast. There you go. <coughs> the, the thing to understand is when you're attaching a floating dock to a, a permanent structure, which we were doing, the water level changes. Now, not much on this lake, uh, except in winter when they drop it around three feet. But any change <coughs> causes the dock to float up and down. So if you, if you connect it with a solid connection, obviously you're going to have a bit of a slanting dock, the one end being fixed and the other end going up and down. So you need something that will move and allow the dock to slide up and down. Which, you by the
1: way, more on the steady water level later when we get to the point of drilling holes when electric drills at the water line. But anyway... I yeah. Digress.
0: So, <clears throat> of course, I was just going to bolt it onto the existing dock, but Cliff, being the tech, suggested that we needed something to allow it to move, uh, and so we had to go into the big town of MacTier,
1: the Whistle Stop,
0: uh, and get some parts. Uh, along the drive, of course, we did. Uh, we did go after Bear. And it was dead on the side of the road. Hey, uh, we
1: had a beer for breakfast. We were loaded for bear.
0: I, I really wanted to stop and carve off some steaks. That <clears throat> that puppy was pretty big. I'd say about 500 pounds. And he wasn't bloated. And, uh, he was pretty fresh. De- definitely could have gone in the freezer. However, we we passed up the bear on the side of the road. and we hey,
1: company we, car with a roof rack. We could have got him back. I got bungee cords in the back.
0: Now, as it turns out, it was a good thing we went into MAC tier and talked to people building the uh, the dock because in spite of uh, my request that they supply the hardware, there was absolutely no hardware. And, and quite frankly, I had no idea what the hardware was anyway, but uh, it, it was not on the bill. So uh, luckily Cliff was able to talk to the guys building the dock because I didn't understand a word they were saying and actually figure out what we needed.
1: We needed hardware. We needed power tools. And more importantly, we needed more beer. Well, fortunately, more beer. McTeer has all of those. Especially the beer. Unfortunately, not at the Rona hardware store. <laughs> we asked her; she thought about it, but she said no.
0: However, while we were there, we did take all the brackets we needed, galvanized, because you need galvanized or stainless steel. But stainless steel is too ex- too expensive, so you really want to go with galvanized. They use zinc coated, um, which I was kind of hesitant on, but you know, we we went with the zinc coated coated bolts. But we got all the brackets. Uh, We needed several sets to go from the existing uh, permanent dock structure on a crib to the uh, bridge that uh, Cliff had now designed to go between the permanent structure and the floating dock. We laid out all the various components in the floor of the hardware store, uh, of
1: course, the floor of the hardware store is the best place to do your engineering projects because, you know, hey, kids can trip over things, and that's totally entertaining.
0: And fortunately, there were no kids in, but th- there were a couple of customers who were getting a little ticked off with us. But nonetheless, we, we did lay the whole thing out on the floor, and we figured out exactly what we needed. Actual size. Actual size being 3-8 bolts to go through the uh, plate, which Cliff had taken down as a sample. We, we single-counted, uh, what, 34 bolts, 38 bolts? Oh, yeah, at least. At least. And the nuts and the washers. And uh, we had to send the woman down into the basement cellar to get enough nuts because the uh, tray was empty. Having done that, we went back to our, our reconstruction on the floor. It's kind of like CSI. When we show up, they run out of nuts. And <laughs> well, actually, they had two more when we walked through the door. And, uh, of course, then Cliff looked at the next size bracket and said, gee, you know what? This, this one's bigger, maybe stronger. And when we looked at the other pieces on the floor, we realized we had two different sets and two different sizes. And by going to the larger uh, plate, which was the smaller one we had gauged the bolts on, we found out we needed to go to half-inch bolts, nuts, and washers. So, you know, the the first... uh, More on the half-inch nuts later. (laughs) The the first lesson to be learned from this is, uh, you know, even techies make mistakes and you should always make sure you're, you're dealing with the same size components. So we had to go back and tell the uh, very friendly woman at the cache that the various uh, bags that we had collected were no longer required. They had to be put away, and we needed half-inch instead.
1: Oh, and by the way, sorry for going to the basement to get those 3 eighths nuts. We don't need them after all.
0: So uh, with a big smile, she said, no problem. I, I think her teeth were gritting, though. And... Was that
1: before or after we asked her if she could sell us beers, too? Oh,
0: yeah, Cliff did ask for beers, and, uh, oh, jeez. There I go. I crossed, I crossed my legs and muted again. Cliff did ask for beers, and she really thought about it. She was trying to figure out the price. But, uh, yeah, we didn't want to get her arrested, so, so we opted not. Now, we had all the, all the pieces, uh, at least we thought we did. We headed back down the highway. Uh, the sun was now starting to break through the mist and the fog and the smog. And we got back and started working very, very diligently.
1: we still passed, race, past that bear.
0: We're now only up to about uh, two to three beers each. Uh, when we realized that in exchanging the uh, bolts and uh, washers and nuts, that we had plenty of bolts and, and washers of the half-inch sides. Uh, but, uh, gee, Cliff. Apparently those
1: 316 nuts that I brought from the city didn't fit those half-inch bolts.
0: We, we kind of forgot... To get the bolts. Who forgot? Or the sorry, nut? the nuts.
1: Who forgot the nuts?
0: Um, wasn't me. I'm not the tech.
1: Wasn't me either, man. I think it was that cashier. I'm, I'm, manag- that kind of I'm management.
0: I'm management. She, she missed another trip to the basement. So, uh, you know, we we drew straws. And uh, since Cliff has the car and I didn't, and the neighbors, a couple guys came over from next door to drink beer, <laughs> uh, I sent Cliff back to the uh To McTeer. I think you had that plan. You
1: arranged arranged the boys to come over.
0: To get the nuts. And the boys and I grabbed a couple beers and uh, had a few drinks. And then we we hopped in the boat and went for a cruise. (laughs) And it was very entertaining as we came around the one island. uh, There were two women sitting on the dock, uh, one topless who waved at us. I think she wanted us to come in. But of course, you know, topless women are fine, but we were out of beer. And I knew Cliff was coming back with the nut. So I, I, we had to get back to the dock. We, we waved at her and waved at her and, and stared a little bit. But then we, uh, we did proceed back and uh, pulled in just a few minutes before Cliff got back. So I, I had to work very hard to get a couple of things done. So it looked like I accomplished something.
1: Now, t- t- about the women on the dock... Um Bruce and I have talked about doing a video podcast, but I don't know. Hey, you know, like send in some response to the line and tell us whether you think we should do a video podcast instead.
0: Well, I'll tell you, you, you probably really didn't want to see her. She, do, uh, you think,
1: do you think that doxing was worth a video podcast or should we keep it audio?
0: I, I think audio.
1: Okay. Yeah, they, they were they were large. They were voluptuous. Well, they, they know, were large.
0: Video. They weren't very voluptuous. And, and it's the old story. Why did people go to nudist camps? Why are they the ones you really don't want to see? Uh, anyway.
1: I'm glad I was in McTeer. By the way, the bear was still there. The, the bear was still there. Was, Again, there. I didn't stop. I needed help getting him on the hood did, of the car.
0: Did anybody take a few steaks off him? No, he was still
1: intact, man. It yeah. was a company car. I was going to try to bring him home.
0: A lot of meat there. You could fill up the freezer with that puppy. Okay, so we got back. We now had the, uh, the right-sized nuts, uh, and we started drilling through the wood. We, we built a frame. Well, Cliff built a frame. I went and bolted the uh, one of the first brackets uh, to on the end of the dock. Of course, not being the technical one, uh, you really do have to have the bracket aligned in the same direction as the piece is going to be attached to it on the next section, which I didn't do. So I had to uh, kind of undo those bolts, take that sucker apart and put it back together. At that point... Both Cliff and I came to a sudden, astounding realization. Once we got the first set of bolts in on the uh, horizontal pieces moving out from the dock, the, perpendicular to the shore, we also, of course, have a, a piece going across. And the uh, it's kind of hard to visualize, I suppose, from this. But you know, this this bridge, this part that's going to link the dock to the floating dock. I think we're uh, of course, to do a picture in the of course now. has horizontal and vertical pieces as well, if you will, or on a grid ladder, um um you know perpendicular to each other, and when you bolt the corners together, if your bolts are too long, they kind of hit each other. Yeah, well, I guess engineers
1: that design these things
0: You might say that we bought bolts that were too long uh, never it's hard to believe.
1: You can't buy, size matters, man. You can't buy anything too long. I'll tell
0: you, three inches, that's, that's, I know that's what you got, Cliff, but three inches, and it was still too much. Hey, I was going 11 or 12, but, you know, this
1: is, this is, this has got a family rating, so <laughs> I, I kept down to, uh, the three inches.
0: Well, th- th- those two, those two bolts were nestling together. We could not, we could not get them through far enough.
1: Actually, they were two and a half bolts, but, you know, because of the scene on the dock. Anyway, <laughs> I digress.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll. We either have to drive back and get shorter bolts, which Cliff assured me uh, they did not carry in the store. Now I actually saw them in the bin, two and a half inch, but I didn't argue with them out there they, because they were much shorter. So I sent Cliff to get beer instead because that was something I knew he could handle. And then Cliff decided we had to hacksaw the bolts off. Well, we did that. It, that took about two more beers each to get the uh, all four corners done on. He did the four corners, and the time it took me to do two corners. But then it takes me a little little bit longer. I only fell in the lake once. I developed an attitude. Uh, but we did get the brackets in and the cross pieces mounted. The dock, the permanent dock finished. Cliff got the, uh, the bridge finished, uh, except for the decking, which is now sitting on the top.
1: Except for the decking, except for the
0: floor. And, and all in all, I, I think by the end of it, we were up to... Uh, well we didn't do too bad we probably did about six to eight beers each so we it was probably turned into a 16 beer job uh, that yeah. we started out to be a six beer job so
1: i th- i yeah i think we definitely had a yeah i definitely went from a six pack to uh, almost
0: a two four so once that was done we cleaned up uh we sat in the screen porch because mosquitoes were uh absolutely destroying us uh had another drink a beer i had two rum and cokes uh and now i got this great stuff that cliff cliff's wife brought down um Called a Averna. Now I don't know if you've ever tried this. It's uh, it's. I think it's medicinal. Quite frankly, I'm drinking it for medicinal purposes. I think pretty much anything that you
1: drink after what we did today has got to be medicinal.
0: And it's a specialty of of Sicily, uh, and the secret recipe was founded by monks, so it's got to be good. I mean, I'm already feeling holy, uh, definitely. You know, closer to the light, and it's over 200 years old. This this recipe, it. I don't know. It kind of tastes like root beer with alcohol, but. It's not bad, so we're sipping on that right now, too. And uh, the sun is setting. Uh, the so the we'll humming- a little dignation. The drink of the day today is Averna. Hummingbirds are flying in on the deck. Geese have been flying by. Haven't seen our friend the loon this weekend. Fish have been jumping.
1: Probably because the loon took one look at the loons on the dock and went too many in the bay. It's
0: overcrowded. The uh, trees are absolutely full green, uh, which is probably the first or second weekend we've gotten there. Uh, f- after the spring. Uh, trilliums uh, bloomed and are gone. And basically, we, we are just moving into summer and just cruising very nicely as the sun sets.
1: We get, we, we're going to have to find a way to put pictures in the show notes. Mm. I don't know if we'll do it as cover art or just what, but we got to find But out i got to tell you, it is now ahead.
0: around uh nine nineteen. We have not had dinner yet. Cliff hasn't had lunch yet. And uh, we're going to put the barbie on. We're going uh, to put a couple of for lunch. Couple of tube steaks or sausages on the grill. Street meat. Street meat. And uh, get that barbie going. Have a couple more drinks. Uh, maybe switch into the wine for dinner because uh, how can you have dinner without a good French red wine? Start listening to the loons, and we'll probably hear them whether they're there or not because at that point, hey, we've had a successful day. So wrapping up right now, I guess, you know, what started off as a, a build-the-dock, prep-it-for-a-floating-dock, uh, 6 to 8 beer job turned into a 16 to 18 beer job. Not unusual. Uh, what is unusual, we, we did not use one inch of duct tape on this project.
1: No duct tape. And ironically enough, I bought four pounds of deck screws, and we only used about three. And that's... Because of course, we never got around to decking the bridge that we built because <laughs> we ran out of time.
0: But... Uh, Really, all you need in a project, for the most part, are three components. It's kind of like Bavarian beer, you know, where you can only put in uh, four elements or components into the beer: the the hops, the malt, the water, and the yeast. And out here, when you have any project going, you really only need three components to complete that project. You need duct tape. You need deck screws. And of course, you need beer. Beer. That's it for now. Uh, we may tune back in after uh, after dinner. Otherwise. Uh, we may not be conscious. Hey,
1: thanks for listening to Cottage Tech this week. We'll be back next week for another grandiose episode of Cottage Tech, where duct tape and deck screws matter.
0: And we really don't know what the project's going to be next week. We go uh, week by week, but we could be trying to actually attach a floating dock to the permanent structure that we've built. I'm thinking of an
1: automated surveillance system to uh, to, to nail horseflies with a potato gun.
0: Well, you know what? They've actually put one up at the garbage dump here because they have a problem with people dumping garbage when they're not supposed to. Can you yeah, imagine but that,
1: that? But I'm sure that that camera should be tied to a totally articulated potato gun so that when that guy dumps his sofa, we ding him in the ass with a... Well, well the old.
0: problem is they already installed one camera and it lasted, it had a half-life of about a week because somebody took it out and, and now they're putting in a taller tower and I, I'm, just, I'm just wondering if they can make a tower tall enough that 22 caliber bullets don't hit.
1: <laughs> or if they can get a camera that can see Cammy in the woods. In
0: any case, good night, good luck, and uh, enjoy your beer. I'd like to thank you for downloading and listening to the first inaugural
1: episode of Cottage Tech at cottagetech.com I'd like to thank Jeremiah Fleming of podsafeaudio.com for the intro and outro music that's some nice jazz, you can find a link to him on our website if you're sitting here listening to more I'd also like to thank the NORMAC Building Timber Mart in McTeer, Ontario for their patience and their supplies this podcast is licensed under Creative Commons, for more information visit our website, there's a link to Creative Commons on our website I'd of course like to thank Bruce for getting together with me on this episode to, hey, kill some brain cells and some time and build a dock. And remember, keep beer on shore and water in the boat. Good night. Come back next time.